Hey friend, welcome to the Christian Girls Tea Podcast. I'm Anna from the Christian Girls Tea, and today, guess what? We have a super special guest joining us right now, so we have no time to waste. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Christian Girls Tea Podcast. As you heard, I'm your host, Anna, and we are being joined by a super special guest. But before we meet her, don't forget to be following at the Christian Girls Tea on Instagram to keep up with all of the tea of being a Christian girl. Now, please welcome Miss Bethany Beal. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you so much. I actually love the name of your podcast and your Instagram and your ministry, The Christian Girls Tea, like all the tea, what it means to be like a Christian girl, Christian woman. That's really creative. I like that a lot. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. Okay, so friends listening, uh, let's just give you some context. Bethany, with her sister Kristen, runs the ministry Girl Defined, whose goal is, as they say on their website, to help modern girls understand and live out God's timeless truth for womanhood. Guys, I've been following them for a while, and they are amazing. So that's a little bit about Girl Defined, but Bethany, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I, life has been crazy even, you know, since I started Mm -hmm. Girl Defined and until now. So I'm 33 now, but, you know, Girl Defined, the thought of it kind of came into existence probably, I mean, probably when I was like in high school and then college age, just this passion. I mean, just like you, Anna, of wanting to help Christian women. But I kind of assumed that I would get married and start a family. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, for a while I was like, okay, I kind of want to do this ministry thing, but I'm just like, I'm probably going to get married, you know? And so God had a different plan for me though. And over the past 10 years, you know, 13 years, 14 years, Girl Define came into existence. I didn't get married like I thought I was going to for a long time. Um, and so Girl Define just really got up and running and we were able to publish books and it's been amazing. And then God did bring an amazing man into my life, mm-hmm. David Beal, who I'm married to now. And that we have been married for about three and a half years. And we have a two-year-old son, Davey Jr. And he is just so fun and a lot of energy and <laughs> keeps me on my toes. And I'm like, oh, he, he's so fun and just, you know, wanting to play. And he's always, you know, saying mm-hmm. new words and doing new things. So the majority of my life now looks like being a wife and being a mom, still mm-hmm. running Girl Defined, still, still doing all of that. And also just, you know, hanging out with my awesome siblings. I come from a family with eight kids and wow. the majority of us are in San Antonio, Texas, where I'm born and raised. And we're all actually very tall. The majority of us are over six feet yes. tall. I'm six one. Yeah. So we're kind of like this huge family and we're all like giants. <laughs> so oh my gosh, wait, did you say you're six one? I'm six one. Yeah. Oh my word. That's so cool. Okay. I come from a tall family too. So sorry. That just made me so excited. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, wait, how tall are you? I'm five nine. Oh, and nice. that's the average yeah. height of a man in America. So <laughs> Yeah, yes. I'm pretty well, proud know, of that one. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like, I obviously have always been very tall, even, you know, when I was young, I was like taller than all the people around me. And so I just kind of always a big thing for me was like, I am so tall. I'm six one, like, I have to marry someone taller than me, because I am just like a giant. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that my husband, Dave is actually like, an inch and a half or two inches shorter than me. And um, now it's like, literally not even a big deal. And I just remember, you know, because I didn't get married till I was 30. And just like really reframing my priorities. Like, what am I actually looking for in a man? What do I, you know, what, what do I really care about? Am I just wanting, like, he has to be this height. Who cares about his heart, you know? Uh, But I really was able to reframe that. And now it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, Dave is awesome. And I love being married to him. So for all the tall girls out there or the short ones, you know, like God can surprise you and bring you someone that you, you might not have thought you originally would have wanted. And it can be better than you ever imagined. So Mm -hmm. just a little plug to the singles out there. 
<laughs> I love that so much. Sorry. That like that made my heart happy. Anyways. Okay. So as much as I would love to talk about being tall all day, I would actually yeah, I know. <laughs> Bethany and I are gonna be talking about what it means to fully trust God because if uh, our friends listening or anything like me, trusting God is a difficult thing mm. to do. And my first question is why, Bethany, do you think is so, it is so hard for us to trust God? Mm-hmm. I mean, from, you know, personal experience, I can share that, like I just shared about singleness, that was one of the hardest things for me to trust God with. And I think it came down to this is that, you know, if I could have like, uh, if God could have given me like a, uh, a writing on the wall that said, Bethany, one day you will be married. You know, I could have just walked my own thing, done my own thing and been like, great, one day I'll get married. But God didn't do that writing on the wall. And he <laughs> didn't tell me the future because he wants us to cling to him. He wants us to know him. He wants mm-hmm. us to rely on him, that our own simple hearts, we want to be in control. We don't want to have to rely on anyone else. We we, a lot of us like the idea of having a relationship with God. We like the idea of trusting God, but truly in our hearts, for many of us, we want God to write our stories the way we want them to be written. We want him to direct our path the way we want them to be directed. And when it doesn't go that way, it can be so hard because think about it when you don't know, like, okay, I have this big desire, but I don't know if that's ever going to come true. That's really, really hard to have to open up your hands and say, God, I really want this. I really desire this, but I don't know what the future holds. And I am going to surrender this to you and trust you. And I'm going to believe that whether you ever give me this or not, that you have my best interest in mind and that I can glorify you most the way you want me to live, the way you want my life to look rather than the way that I want my life to look. And that is scary to have open hands of surrender like that, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you for me, the first many years of my singleness were super, super hard because I mm-hmm. just, you know, I just wanted things the way that I wanted them. All my friends were getting married. They were having babies. And I'm over there like the oldest bridesmaid, you know, catching another bouquet. And I'm like, come on, God, like I'm trying to serve you. I'm trying to live for you. Why aren't you giving me this good thing? And God had a different plan that was for my good. And now I can see that, but it's hard. So I, I think for me that that was why just because the unknown future the surrendering, the being willing to give up this thing that you, you know, for you, whatever it is, that's really, really hard. And I think each Mm -hmm. one of us, you know, all of your amazing listeners, as they sit there, they probably have something in the back of their minds that they're thinking of, or maybe it's in the very forefront of their minds, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like wanting a really close friend or wanting to get into a specific school, wanting to make good grades, wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to get a guy to notice them, wanting to get married, whatever it is that thing is the very thing that God wants to use to drive you to your knees and to draw you into deep, intimate relationship with him. But it's hard and it's not, you know, it doesn't just happen with a snap of a finger. It's very difficult. Mm. Man, that was, that was really convicting. Uh, Everything you were saying, I was like, wow, I feel that way. I want the control. And that's, that's something I think I've been wrestling with, with God is that I would like control over everything in my life. And that's Mm. just, that's unreasonable. Why, why would yeah. I want that? Like in reality, that takes too much effort. And so I just, I'm working on giving everything to God, which is hard. That's hard. Well, and you know, I, like I said, I have a two-year-old son and I think of him and he, he wants to do things that are not always safe for him. And he wants to, you know, hold things, play with things that he doesn't understand. Like Davey, that's not good for you, or that could hurt you, or that's not a good idea because he's young and he doesn't see the full picture. And it, it kind of mm-hmm. sounds silly, but it's like, that's how we are with God. We don't see the full picture. We're like looking through life at this teeny tiny view and God is sovereign and overall and in control. And he sees everything. 
And we, you know, we're like that toddler, like, no, mom, I know. And you're like, no, you're only two years old. You don't know. That's unsafe or that's not the best for you. Hmm. But God is the same way. He's saying, I love you so much. And sometimes things that are hard, that seem difficult. I have a good plan and I can even take the difficulties, the hardships, even the sins of other people against you and use them for good, just like the life of Joseph in the Bible. And so we have to remember, we see such a tiny bit such a teeny tiny bit and God sees everything. And so we are like that toddler and we need to trust him and say, God, you are right. Like, I don't see, I don't know. Help me to surrender to you because you are all knowing and all present and perfect and all wise. And I'm not. Mm. Man, that's so good. Yeah. That's, that's usually what my dad, that's the, um, that is the, the analogy that my dad uses when he's preaching, when he compares us to children and uses what the Bible says, where God is father and he, he takes care of us and he oversees it all. And like you said, he's Mm -hmm. sovereign. Mm, That's so good. Well, so what, what does it mean to you to trust God? For me, it means taking, I mean, overall, it means that my, like, for me, like my life is lived, not for my own name, not for my own glory, but for Christ. Because if that isn't the posture of my heart in my life. Everything is going to be a battle for for control. Everything is going to be a battle to make my name great. Um, you know, and so trusting God for me means even like with Girl Defined Ministries, when it comes to running Girl Defined Ministries, it means, God, this is your ministry. I am your servant. Use me in Girl Defined how you will. And if you want me to be in Girl Defined long-term, great. If you want to replace me with someone else, if you want Girl Defined not to exist next week, that's great too, because you are your best, you know best. And I am here to follow you and to live for you. And so for me, it kind of means giving up control of things that I've even started, you know, like, I mean, just like you, you started the Christian girls tea podcast and it can kind of be easy to want to take control. Like, this is my thing. I built this. And God's like, no, like you are here to live for me and I'm using you in this opportunity, but it's not about you. It's about me. And so when we trust God fully and wholly, I think that we're able to live a life that truly is a life of surrender, a life of service, a life of, you know, not being about our own name, but being about God's name and ultimately being just like Jesus who said, I came not to be served, but to serve and ultimately give his life up. You know, he came to earth to do the will of his father, even though it was hard. And so when our posture is this, you know, we obviously will never be perfect like Jesus this side of heaven, but having that desire saying, God, please help me to live in that humble surrender. Please help me to view my life as for you. Then I think when it comes to trusting, giving up control, not being about ourselves, not being about our own plans, it becomes a lot easier. I just like to think of it, you know, what is trust? It's basically like if you held out your hands and your palms were open, um, that's what trusting God is. It's open hands of surrender, but we so often want to have clenched fists and whatever those things are, we want to hold on to them. We want life to go the way that we want. We have to regularly open up our hands you know, just as a symbol and say, God, I give that back to you. I give that to you again and again and again. It's not like a one-time thing. We're so prone to want to take it back. So we have to daily say, okay, I give this to you. I give this to you. So that's really what it looks like for me. Mm, that's, that's incredible. And the, when, when you said trust is humble surrender, like that, that definitely helped me see what trust should be in my life. Like how I should be mm. acting in trust. And that's, Wow. That was, that was really good. Thank you very much for that. I, man, that helps a lot. And I know we were talking about this earlier, earlier, but what should we be trusting God with and why? Yeah. You know, I think for most, um, most young women, especially like the, you know, when you think of, okay, 
the Christian girls tea? Like, what do we, (laughs) what tea do we want them to know? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I would say the majority, like, especially in Girl Define, when we get emails, when we get DMs, when we get messages, um, all, you know, the majority of the, the questions, the help I'm struggling with this have to do with either relationship stuff, guy stuff, um, sexual struggles, sexuality, mm-hmm. things within that realm, I would say that makes up like 90% of the emails that we get and what is wow. on a lot of young women's minds. Um, and then 10% kind of covers everything else. And so I think that it's just, you know, it's hard, like there, it's hard being a modern young woman in our day and age. It's hard struggling with, you know, all of the messages we're hearing about our sexuality. It's hard struggling mm-hmm. with our sexual desires, you know, and these are things that feel uncomfortable to talk about, but this is a lot of what young women are emailing us, a lot of what the messages we get, a lot of what the help that people want. <laughs> they, they're mm-hmm. like, I want to trust God in this area, but it feels so hard. This feels so difficult to trust God with whether I'll ever be in a relationship, whether a guy will notice me. It feels so hard to trust God with mm-hmm. my sexual desires. It feels so hard to trust God when I don't, I, I feel like, you know, I'm attracted to the same gender. All of those, all of those struggles can feel so personal and so difficult and so even awkward or embarrassing or shameful. And so I think the reason those are so um, those need to be talked about in the, in this realm of trust is because they need to be brought it to the light and young women need to know like, Hey, you're not the only one struggling to trust God in this area. Other young women and women are struggling too, but we don't want to stay in that place of struggle. We want to move towards Christ. And the more that we get to know God's character, that's why it's so important to be in the word. The more we get to know God's character, the more we understand he loves you. He is a good God. He has mm-hmm. your best interest in mind. He didn't make a mistake. He cares for you. And he, you know, he can satisfy you in ways that no guy ever can. I can testify to that. I love my husband. My husband loves me. Even being married though, if I look to my husband for my satisfaction, I, I, you know, I'm asking him to do something that only God can do. If mm-hmm. I, you know, if you are a young woman and you're like, I'm struggling with my sexuality, no matter what you embrace, no matter where you go, where you go, if you look for that to be the thing that defines you, you will never be satisfied. And so it's so important for us to know that in any of these areas that seem so personal, that seems so hard, we have to remember we have a good God who loves us and that in his presence, in his, in his word, that's where true joy comes from. That's where clarity mm-hmm. comes from. That's where freedom comes from. And so I think the more mm-hmm. we know him, the more we're enabled we're able to trust him with these difficult areas. Um, so I just want you to know as you're listening, like we see you, we, we know mm-hmm. it's hard and we are here to encourage you to continue going towards Christ, to ask him to help you to trust him in this area because he truly is a good God and he truly loves you so, so much. Mm. Man, man, that was really good. And again, convicting about me not mm. being single, being one of the single sisters. And, you know, <laughs> I have the, I have the, the the occasional struggles where I'm like man you know what it would be nice to have a date to this thing and uh the reality is it's not because I want to have someone who like helps support my character or anything like that it's just so that I'm I'm not alone and that's something I've definitely needing to trust God with so Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for that encouragement I really appreciate that so we've been talking about um going into uh, scripture. But my question is for you, what does the Bible say about trusting God? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy because <laughs> the entire story of scripture ultimately points to Jesus and to Christ. And so mm-hmm. we can pull verses out of it. But if we think about it, it's like, 
the entire the entire purpose of scripture is to show this amazing savior Jesus and his, how he redeems us and how if we trust in him, mm-hmm. you know, as our savior, we take on a new identity. We are no longer just, I'm not just Bethany. Like I'm literally Bethany, God's daughter. And I, I am now a part of his family. And so it's crazy because literally everything about scripture is ultimately pointing to Christ. And that is ultimately about trust in him and who he is. So there's that. And I think that's important to remember, like, what is, what is the Bible all about ultimately? But there are a few specific stories. And I think sometimes it's easier to remember stories than specific verses. Um, And so for me, I like to, when I'm struggling to trust God or like, what does God say in scripture about trust? I do have some specific verses that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, for me, I like to think of um, the life of Mary, Jesus, you know, the, the woman that God chose to bring Jesus into the world to be his, you know, earthly mother and just her heart of trust. You know, she was asked to do something very different very culturally unacceptable, literally Mm -hmm. worthy of death, you know, um, because of what it looked like. And it was crazy. And this was the only time that ever happened in history, you know, her being a virgin, bringing this ultimately the savior into the world and her heart in that was literally, it was scary. It was crazy. It was hard, but she said, you know, like, God, I am your servant, like use me as you will. And that heart of trust, that heart of humility is absolutely amazing. So I think for young women remembering like, Mary was literally a teenager and God asked her to do one of the biggest Mm -hmm. earthly responsibilities that anyone will ever be asked to do. He chose a young woman and she, you know, she didn't have the strength, but she said, God, I'm your servant. And and he gave her the strength to to do that and to be able to walk out that very difficult road. So Mm -hmm. for me, I like to think of those sorts of stories. I mean, I won't go into it, but like the life of Joseph is another incredible example of trusting God, people wronging him, literally abusing him and selling him in a horrible, horrible story, but ultimately one that God used for good and Joseph's heart of trust and surrender through all that hardship is absolutely beautiful. Um, Obviously the life of Daniel, um, even the life of David, uh, there are the life of Ruth. I mean, there, I could go on and on, but I really encourage you to go to those stories and read them because in those moments of hardship, sometimes having those stories, having those examples can be easier to remember. Um, you know, or if you're trying to encourage someone else, maybe you have a friend who's struggling, having a story or two that really resonates with you from scripture can be a great way to even encourage others. I know that's been really helpful for me. Mm. Man. Yeah. And all of them have to do with humble surrender, trusting God. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. thought of it in that broad way before, but that's definitely going to help me in the future too. Wow. Thank you for yeah. that. So you were talking about how you have some verses that you have that help you when you're struggling with God. Can you tell us those? Yeah. So the main one, and I have, you know, meditated on this verse, memorized it and just thought about it honestly over and over again for at least the last 15 years. I mean, I'm 33 now. So that means I was like 18, which is great. Growing old is good, but I still feel like I'm 20. So it's crazy. crazy. That's another story. But I, um, I remember, you know, kind of like it started for me, this need of really needing to trust God. I shared about my singleness, but another time was post high school. So I, like I said, I'm very tall. I played basketball and I was getting offered like, you know, full D one scholarships to go and play basketball Mm -hmm. in college. And it was really, really hard for me because I, as much as I, like, I love sports so much and I was extremely competitive, but I really wasn't sure if I wanted to go play basketball in college. And I really wasn't sure if 
that was what I wanted to do like with my future. And honestly, there wasn't even a specific degree that I felt was like beneficial to ultimately where I wanted to go, which was to ultimately start ministry, like girl to find all that I do now. And so it was kind of at that point that Proverbs three, five, and six, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I really encourage you to write that one down, memorize it. Having one verse you can recall to mind that you can meditate on is so helpful. And I'm telling you from that point, even until now, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a huge encouragement to me and helps me all the time. But that really encouraged me back then when I was, you know, that high school age and everyone's like, what are you going to do with your life? You're like, I don't know. I'm 18. I have to decide everything right now. It's just so hard. But remembering like God cares about you. He cares about where, you know, where you end up. And for me, I sought a lot of advice. I prayed, I sought mentorship. I sought wisdom from my parents and others. And ultimately I decided to reject the scholarships and go in a different direction. And I'm telling you, people thought I was crazy. People Mm -hmm. made fun of me. I I just remember one, he was um, a basketball coach of a basketball team for the boy, the guy's team. And he was just like, literally he came up to me at like a basketball camp and was just telling me that it was like the stupidest decision I'd ever made. And you know, mm-hmm. that I was like throwing my life away and all of this stuff, because in the world's eyes, sometimes when you give up good things, it can seem so like, well, you're just so dumb. But ultimately God was really making it clear that I needed to trust him in this because he had a different plan for me. And I couldn't see the future. I didn't know I was going to start Girl Define. I didn't know I was going to write books. I didn't know that I would end up where I was. I just knew that it seemed like God was not that there were just a lot of red flags moving towards playing in college. And so I just want to encourage you that sometimes trusting God doesn't look like going with the flow or doing what's popular. Sometimes it's hard and sometimes people even make fun of you for it. But that's why it's so important to meditate on scripture and to have verses like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in mind that they can help guide you and lead you as you're trying to make those decisions. And then, you know, obviously scripture talks about even for women, like older women should mentor younger women. So younger women, that means we should have older women guiding us. God gave us parents, God gave us pastors, you know? And so as we trust God, seeking that wise mentorship will help us to make those decisions so we can say, okay, I don't know what, you know, five years from now looks like, but I know that God wants me to just take this step of faith. And it, you know, through the wisdom I've sought, it seems like this is the next step. Okay. I, I know I should do that the next day, the same thing. And I love that Proverbs three, five and six really gives us that. Like, he's not going to tell you your whole future, but he mm-hmm. will guide you one step at a time. He will show you the light one step at a time. And you continue to pray and seek him each step of the way. So that would be my overarching verse. Like if you're going to memorize anything, I really encourage you Proverbs three, five and six, write it down, put it on your mirror, you know, mark it in your Bible. To me, I think that's one of the best ones to help really guide and lead and meditate on, um, you know, just really throughout your life. Mm, I agree. In fact, that's the verse that a lot of the guests on our podcast have, um, have brought up because it's so encouraging Mm, and it's, it's, it's encouraging because we know, um, who God is, but then it also reminds us of why we're here. It's to bring glory to God. And so in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, because when your focus Mm -hmm. is on the right thing, then, uh, then you, then he shows you where you need to be going. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you for telling us that Mm -hmm. story is, that was awesome and very encouraging. Um, so I mean, that's, that's, I don't really talk about that much though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that one so excited f- to be sharing that with our listeners. So, you guys uh released a book a few months ago, not part of the plan. Could you just tell us a little bit about that cuz I think it connects with our topic for today. Mhm. Yes. 
So the new book is called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And if you're listening, you're like, well, I haven't really had any twists and turns yet. Like my life has gone pretty much the way that I, I've wanted it to. I mean, not to be like a downer, but just wait because, <laughs> you know, we live in this earthly world. And mm-hmm. like, if you ask anyone who's like 80, did your life go exactly the way that you wanted and everything go exactly the way you, that you planned? I don't think you're going to find anyone that's going to say, yes, I <laughs> made a map for my life and it was a hundred percent every single day, exactly what I wanted. I mean, even it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like I get migraines and I'll get, I'll be like, have all these plans and then I'll get a big migraine. Like, okay, I can't do anything, which is why I've had to reschedule with you, Anna, multiple times. And it's like, oh, it just gets out of your control, you know? It's so not part of the plan is all about that from the little things, like those things where we're like, this is not part of my plan for life. This is not what I wanted, whether it's a sickness, like a migraine or something, you know, something like that, or a really big plan where you're like, okay, I thought this is where life would be, or I thought this was the direction that was going to happen. Or I thought my family would look like this. I thought my parents would be with me this long. I thought my parents would always be married, whatever it is those unexpected twists and turns that can oftentimes be so far out of our control and, and stuff we don't even want. We don't even like, it can be so difficult. How do we navigate that? How do we walk through that? And I would encourage you, especially if you're younger, like right now is the time to learn and to grow and not part of the plan. It is a resource to help you understand God's word better, to help you understand who God is, to help you understand what it looks like to trust him, to give you the tools needed so that when you're facing those difficulties, you'll have something to lean on. You'll remember, oh yeah, I learned and not part of the plan, you know, about who God is, about his character. Yes, he is trustworthy. Um, You know, not part of the plan. It's like I say, it is not God's word, obviously, but we point you to God's word over and over again. We have mm. free study guide at the end of each chapter that shows you specific passages that you can dig into. It has journal entries that you can write in. It's just like a, a, a beautiful guide to help you more fully trust Christ. And if there's one thing that all of us need throughout this life, it's to learn to trust Christ more fully, because like I said, we're constantly trying to take control. So the younger you are, which probably most of you are younger than me at 33, um, the younger you are, the better it is to start learning. Like, don't wait till you get to that hardship start now. And if you're in the middle of the hardship, this book will be like a breath of fresh air for you. So mm-hmm. I love not part of the plan. I'm so excited. It's one of the most personal books Chris and I have ever written. It's very like story-based, has a lot of fun stories in it. Hard stories. You'll be like laughing and then crying. Like, Oh, I don't know what to think anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to get you, you know, all those emotions. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to walk away wanting to, you know, wanting to know God more and wanting to trust him with this specific twist or turn in your life. And to me, you know, that's what it's all about. Mm, man, that's, that's really cool. And it's really cool how that's tied into what we've been talking about with trusting God is humble surrender. And thank you for making yeah. that resource. Honestly, that's really cool. I'm excited to go check that out soon. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a yes, fun question just cause it's summertime. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do <laughs> over the summer? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, you know, it's, I, it's weird because I, like I said, I'm like a mom now, so it's different, like things that are mm-hmm. enjoyable. So probably for me, my favorite thing to do over the summer would be when like on the weekend, when my husband and I, when we have like our little son and we go do something like maybe take him to like, you know, a splash pad or somewhere where it's like kind of cool. Yeah. And there's like water and we just get to hang out as a family. That's really, really fun. Or if I'm doing something like not as a family with them, honestly, 
and this may sound so, so lame, but I love getting pedicures. And so if I get to That's go and just lame. like relax and get a pedicure, <laughs> it's like fun. so fun for me. <laughs> I'm like all about the relaxation. So especially if like my oh, sisters it's... come or whatever, that's just like so, so, so much fun. So for me, that's, that's the season of life, like relaxation, a pedicure, like, mm, that sounds good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's usually summer is usually the only time I get pedicures or anything like that. So yeah, yeah you got to show the toenails off. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. Okay. So where can we find you on social media? Yeah, I'd love to connect with you. And, you know, we call it the, the sisterhood, just growing the body of Christ, like, you know, getting to know each other, linking arms is so awesome. Um, you can follow mainly on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, we're pretty much like at Girl Defined on all of those, or you can just go to our website, girldefined.com. Um, and if you want to talk about the hard issues and to kind of, you know, you know, unpack some of the really, um, I guess, hot topics of the day, like on our podcast, we're, you know, unpacking, we just, you know, recently in the past you know, while have talked about pride month and how to deal with that. We talk about a lot of difficult subjects that modern women need to think about from the biblical perspective. So if that's the stage of life you're in, you're like, yeah, this is all around me. I need to know how to think about that from a biblical perspective. Come on over to our podcast, the girl defined show, and you'll, you're going to get some of that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Bethany, so much for joining me on the podcast. You are absolutely amazing. Like, this, this episode exceeded my expectations. It was so fun and so encouraging and convicting. So thank you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. I mean, you, you've made this so easy and I know I can talk like five legs off every horse. So <laughs> you, you've been so wonderful and I've just really enjoyed this time with, with the Christian Girls Tea community. Mm. Well, we're so glad that you joined us. And friends, thank you for joining us for this conversation. I pray it encourages you and challenges you to be trusting God with it all. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a ton out of it and have something to think about until the next time we meet to spill the tea. Again, don't forget to follow at the Christian Girls Tea on Instagram to keep up with all of the tea of being a Christian girl. Keep spreading the love of Christ. I'll see you in the next episode.